All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP Winged Ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And, of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Happy Monday, hockey fans. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, brought to you by Patano. The game starts now at patano.ca. And boy, if you've just been rolling over Florida Panther Moneyline bets, you are living good on a Monday. I'm Tyler Uremtrek. He is our NHL insider, Frank Saravalli. Frank, how was your weekend? It was good. Uh, my daughter's birthday party yesterday. I had 18 uh, grade one mermaids running around my house getting makeup and hairs braided. So it was, uh, it was an adventurous weekend, I'll say that. So for a guy who's about to be sequestered in a quiet room uh, with no technology, I can imagine this is coming at a pretty good time. We're going to talk about that. Let's start two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock. Yes, I know there's a lot of people who are probably like, start with the Leafs, start with the Leafs. We're going to get to that with David Alter in just a little bit. Let's talk draft lottery, though, Frank. Uh, tell us what you're going to be doing tonight, because this is a pretty neat kind of experience. Yeah, today's the day. The Connor Bedard sweepstakes. We find out where he is heading in June at the NHL draft. The draft lottery set for 8 p.m., and it's going to be taking place at the NHL Network's Secaucus, New Jersey studios, and that is where I will be. I will see the ping pong balls being pulled. 
Um, and I'm really excited for the experience. I haven't uh, been there before to do it. Uh, I'll be in there with a couple other reporters sequestered in the room. No technology. Need to hand over my phone beforehand. And I'm looking forward to telling that story after the fact because I love the sort of uh, the the comments that I get on social media, even just posting about Connor Bedard this morning and the draft lottery odds, saying it's rigged. He always goes to a big market or a big NHL franchise. I don't think so. Not even by a long shot. I'm looking forward to seeing it with my own eyes tonight. Yeah, so let's take a look at the way the odds board sits heading into the lottery tonight. Anaheim, obviously, the number one chance because they finished 32nd at 25 and a half. Then Columbus, Chicago, San Jose, Montreal, and Arizona sitting at a seven and a half percent chance. Frank, which one of these is maybe the best story in your opinion? Ooh, the best story? Um... Well, it's probably not on the board. I would say the Vancouver Canucks, a Vancouver kid going to uh, the Canucks would be a phenomenal story. Um, when you take a look at that, um, obviously it's uh, it's one of those things you shake your head at. But in terms of competitive story, I would say the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think they're the team, when you look at this group, that's most ready to be a playoff team in the shortest amount of time. Uh, you know. Craig Button, we had on our Daily Faceoff Rundown podcast last week, the noted draft expert from TSN, 30 years of NHL experience. He said if Connor Bedard goes to the Columbus Blue Jackets, he could have 100 points next year in the NHL, which is a crazy, mind-blowing number to think about. Obviously, we've seen it before with some other generational talents, but it speaks to how good he is, and it speaks to some of the pieces around him that could potentially be in Columbus. So uh, that would make sense from a competitive standpoint. Yeah, it'd be interesting. They have another first-round pick in this draft, owning the LA Kings first-rounder as a part of the Corpusallo and Gavrikov deal. And Frank, something to remember, they didn't have Zach Wierenski this year either, so like it could be a quick turnaround in Columbus. Let's wrap up this segment by flashing up Tankathon, and we are going to do the official... Daily face-off live prediction of what will happen tonight. Alex, do we have the ability? Hit it. Run it. There you go. The Anaheim Ducks hold on to one. That's a pretty tame one considering uh, what the three of us did. My, me, you, and Jason Greger on the DFO rundown. Uh, but Anaheim would obviously be happy there. Chicago moves up one slot as well. Frank, your thoughts on our official prediction? It hardly ever works out this way where the team that yeah. has the best odds wins the player. But also, we haven't really had odds quite tilted like this in a long time. With some of the rules that are in place, a 25.5% chance, that's 12% more than the Columbus Blue Jackets. Or if you look at it in another perspective, the gap between Anaheim in this case and the Columbus Blue Jackets is more than the entire odds for the Chicago Blackhawks in general. So certainly wouldn't be surprised at all to see Anaheim take home Connor Bedard at the end of the day. It's the fact that they limited this field to 11. You can only jump up as high as 10 spots. That's a different wrinkle. And I, you know, at some point, we're bound to have that 32nd place team land the player. If you want more draft lottery coverage, Frank will have a story up early tomorrow from his sequestered spot. Steven Ellis tonight on dailyfaceoff.com. I believe he's going to drop his first mock draft of the year. He'll be on the show tomorrow. And our friends over at Canucks Army and Canucks Conversation, Chris Faber and David Quadrelli, are going to be going live on the Canucks Army 
YouTube for the draft lottery tonight as well. And I know those two, they'll be having a good time with it. So draft lottery goes this evening at eight o'clock Eastern time. And it's right before playoff hockey again. We'll talk about the one game on tap a little bit later, Frank, but let's look back at last night. The Seattle Kraken just simply cannot be stopped. They take a 2-1 series lead, and they score a touchdown on the Dallas Stars. They convert the touchdown, pop it home, 7. They have now had 10 players who have multiple goals throughout the course of this playoff run. They have 16 different goal scorers through basically a round and a half. And they chased Jake Ottinger from the crease. Before this series, Ottinger was my X factor. He was the reason I thought the Stars would come out on top. And you look at his numbers so far, they're not just average. They're ugly, Frank. The Seattle Kraken, even without their leading score, I could keep going on and on with the reasons why what they're doing is so wildly impressive. Your thoughts on the Kraken moving to a 2-1 series lead? I mean, look at this box score. It's peak Seattle Kraken. No one has a multi-goal game. They end up with seven different goal scorers. They now have 16 different goal scorers in these playoffs, which are by a wide margin the league leader. They only have 18 skaters. They're missing like two guys. Maybe they've had a couple guys that have shuffled in for injuries and whatnot. Basically, only a couple guys in their entire roster haven't felt what it feels like to score a playoff goal this spring. That's an incredible feat given that I don't know. We're only 10 games in. It's insane to think about for the Seattle Kraken. They just come at you in waves. They're relentless. They're hungry. We've talked about all this before, but I'm really surprised that this team without a superstar, yes, they're deep. And yes, there's some of their parts is more than any individual one piece. But to get to Jake Ottinger now twice in this series, in the first three games, to make him look utterly average has been very surprising considering how good he was against the Minnesota Wild in round one. This looked like a guy that was only going to be getting better and better as the playoffs rolled along. And instead, you see it here, you know, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening in Seattle, 706 save percentage in that game before getting yanked and Scott Wedgwood, the wedge wall comes in. They're going to need more from Jake Ottinger. They're going to need more from their offense because also look at Dallas's two goal scorers in that game. Where are the stars at? And by the way, Miro Haskinen seems like some good news that he'll be back for game four. The uh, Dallas Stars coach Pete DeBoer was saying that he, uh, Heiskanen wanted to come back. Some score effects in there as a reason to not put him back in. But, man, for a guy that leads the postseason in ice time, what a fluky play that was, by the way, too. Getting hit with that yeah. shot in front. To be without Miro Haskinen could have swung this series entirely in the Seattle Kraken favor, which it rests right now anyway. Yeah, uh, Earth to Jason Robertson, the Stars' undoubted MVP in the regular season, has just two goals so far in the playoffs. Game four will be the swing game in that series. Seattle with a chance tomorrow night to put the pedal to the floor and go up 3-1. It would be something. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, they crawled right back into their series against the Carolina Hurricanes. So let's go there. It was the Hughes brothers doing a lot of the work. Granted, there were a lot of active pieces in that Devils lineup, but Jack scores twice, adds a couple of assists. And how about his brother Luke in his playoff debut, picking up a couple of apples? I know Devils fans were chomping at the bit to see that guy in the playoff lineup. And the payoff was immediate for Lindy Ruffing Company. He almost makes you think, why, why weren't you playing him a little bit earlier on in the playoffs? But anyways, Frank, 
Timo Meyer scores. He's maybe starting to find his game. Have the Devils woken up, or is this just one game where maybe the Canes were a little off? No, I think the Devils have woken up, and I think that's a scary thought for the Carolina Hurricanes because you think back to last round, Devils-Rangers, and how ugly that looked in the first two games for New Jersey before they found themselves and their footing. And I think maybe that's the most impressive part about this Devils playoff run to this point is their ability to flush the past. Yes, they're a young team. Yes, they're not scarred by some of the playoff demons uh, that some other teams have sleeping under their beds, <clears throat> the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, but I will say that in this case, the devil's ability to bounce back from that, park it, and say, you know what? All that matters is what is right in front of us. Well, here's what they're staring at right now is an ability to pull even in this second round series against the Carolina Hurricanes team that has been good. Uh, they're mostly a disciplined and consistent team. You know what you're going to be getting from them night in and night out. But the top end scoring talent of the New Jersey Devils has the ability to burst through and rise above that. We know what the Hurricanes are missing in terms of the scoring department. They've been able to do it mostly by depth, uh, stealing a page from the Seattle Kraken playbook. You saw the Jordan Martinook uh, penalty shot goal. Like They've gotten it from all sorts of different uh, people in this series to this point. Can the Devils find another gear now and do it one more time? I know this is going to boil it down to maybe the most simplest way I can say it, which is winner of game four for me wins the series. The Devils can find a way to draw even. They're going to be the team that's advancing to the Eastern Conference final. And obviously, if the Carolina Hurricanes put them down in a 3-1 spot, I think they're going to be in prime position. Any shot you think the Canes change their goalie for game four and go with Pyotr Kachekov, or is that an overreaction? I personally don't think it's an overreaction. Um, I, I think Kochetkov has looked really steady. Um, and look, he's one of those guys you heard Sheldon Keefe say it this morning about uh, Joe Wall. The moment isn't too big for him. And I think on a pure skill-for-skill -skill basis, he's just as good as Anderson or Ranta or whoever the Canes want to throw in that net. I don't really think it's going to make a difference but I would go with Kochekov. Yeah, I was uh, just looking like some of the runs he went on this year were wildly impressive. If you're looking to catch lightning in a bottle, maybe Kochekov is the guy who can do it. Maybe that's something you look at more if the series goes to 2-2. Game four of that one, also tomorrow night as part of a Stanley Cup playoff doubleheader. Let's talk about the one game going on this evening, Frank, as the series shifts to Edmonton between the Oilers and Golden Knights, and things are all tied up at one. That means Edmonton does hold home ice advantage. Before we look ahead to this evening, let's look back a little bit. There was a moment in this series through four periods where Leon Dreisaitl had six goals. He already has the 41st most productive playoffs ever, ever, and we're only like eight games into this thing, six away from Reggie Leach at the top there. Frank, I'm not even sitting here talking about if is going to get it at some point. I think there's a conversation of, can Dreisaitl tie Reggie Leach by the end of this round? The run he's on is remarkable. Yeah, it's a totally fair question to ask. Uh, you did ask it on the rundown this morning. Um, I'm going to say that he gets to 18 this round, and uh, quite obviously, um, 
if the Oilers are advancing to the conference final, this record has his name written all over it. You can basically see the the person. Uh, I'm thinking of like the British Open where the guy, the chiseler, is standing there, like ready to hammer in the name. Like that's the NHL record book and and what's in front of uh, Leon Draisaitl now. It's incredible uh, this playoff run that he's been on, and I love how everyone kind of. You know, I don't, I don't want to say rips, but like people are like, oh yeah, but he does it on the power play, like as if the goals count somehow less because they're scored on the power play in the playoffs. Like, get out of here with that garbage. I've talked all year long about how special his power play season has been, uh, and this power play in general. But um, we're two games in, and he's got three even strength goals this series as well. So like, you can back off on that front as well. And maybe the scariest part, Tyler, if you're the Vegas Golden Knights, is the fact that Connor McDavid has continued to pile up multi-point games that have essentially gone, I don't know, unnoticed. Like, people aren't even really talking about it. And he's got a ton of points in his pocket. So he's sort of yet to be the, um, I don't know, he's been obviously much better, um, you know, in game two, the entire Oilers team was. But... This team is in a scary spot if the Golden Knights want to try and run and gun, and I don't know how other way to approach playing against the Oilers. Yeah, and I said that at the beginning of the series. L.A. tried to slow it down, right, and drown out the Oilers. Didn't work. Vegas plays that aggressive, up-tempo style, and I said if they want to play run and gun, they're going up against the best run and gun team in the NHL, and I'll put it this way. The scariest thing for a team playing the Edmonton Oilers is if Connor McDavid's the best player in the series. The second scariest thing might be if Connor McDavid's the second best player in the series because that means Leon Dreisaitl is absolutely taking over, and that's been the case. Do you think Vegas, losing last change as well, shifting to Edmonton, do you think they can shut down the big guns, Frank, or do you think Edmonton keeps rolling? I don't think they can. I don't think they have the pieces to do it. I don't think they're built that way. I think their best hope is that Edmonton shoots itself in the foot and gives up a series of turnovers, and not just one or two, but costly and at the right time. That's, I think, the hope is that you can capitalize on it if you're Vegas, because otherwise, um, I just don't see anyone shutting these two players down. I really don't. That was my the reason why I picked the Oilers to win the cup in my playoff bracket is I just don't see McDavid and Dreisaitl being denied. We'll see. And and you see yeah. a team like Dallas lose again. And I was just thinking like, just feels like the path is becoming a little bit more open every time each day passes for the Oilers. Yeah. Another big key for Vegas will be staying out of the box. They let the Oilers have six power play attempts in game two. Edmonton scored on three of them, and yet that dropped their percentage during the playoffs, which is another just wild stat with this Oilers team and their production. One Canadian fan base, Frank, they are feeling good as the series shifts to Edmonton. The other Canadian fan base still in the playoffs. Uh, oh boy, I guess we should probably get into that with our guest, David Halter. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The All 32 is brought to you by Boston Pizza and their new Fanalytics-inspired menu with deep-fried pickles, a delicious new beer mosa, and the Italian deli pizza. There's no better place to watch the playoffs then at Boston Pizza, David Alter from SI.com and the Hockey News, also the host of Rinkwide Toronto, joins us on the show. David, let's just go through the last kind of three games as a whole. This Leafs team walked past the Bolts in six, and yet they sit here down 3 nothing to the Panthers. What's been the difference from round one to round two? Yeah, I mean, there's a glaring, obvious difference between round one and round two, and it's the core four players. The Stars are not scoring goals. I mean, they're getting goals from their third and fourth line guys and, and support staff and some defensemen as well. I mean, Eric Gustafson, who is just kind of a, a throw-in depth guy for a little bit of offense, was one of two goal scorers last night. But Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, John Tavares have pretty much been absent in this series. And so um, that's been a lot of angst from Leaf fans. And it's I didn't think we would come into a situation where after winning a round that all the goodwill that was built up from that would completely disappear. And that's exactly where we find ourselves now with uh, the Leafs, the fan base, uh, the team, and uh, going into game four now down three games to none. David, I was going to ask you what the blueprint or roadmap is for the Leafs to get back into this series. And it kind of seems like even an overwhelming question to ask, given the deficit that they're facing. So I'm really more curious about the mindset of this team. I was saying last week as we did our round two preview that it's only seven days ago now. It seems longer than that, given the hole that the, the Leafs are in. But that the big thing they had to guard against was this idea that because they won a round, that this year was a success, that all of a sudden you could take your foot off the gas. And this team, obviously this core itself has stubbed its toe in a big way the last number of years when it seems like there's a wide open path. I mean, like out of the clear blue sky, the eight seed beats the best regular season team in NHL history in the first round. And, and you have this glorious opportunity yet they don't have that sort of killer instinct. They don't, that to use a Brendan Shanahan term, they don't have the fire, the, the intensity. And you saw that in game three. Where, do you, like, where does that come from? It's a really good question, Frank. I don't know. It, it's, it's, every year it just seems like um, you think that the Leafs are not capable of, of actually disappointing after these milestones that there's room for incremental improvement and then you come across a situation where you lose three games you're not putting in your best effort uh even the last round was just 
they advanced, but I mean, they, they won three overtime games on the road to do it. They, they continued to claim that their best hockey has not been played yet. And when it hasn't showed up and you, you don't have that instinct, I think you kind of have to look at yourselves in the mirror. The core guys have constantly had to kind of answer this question. And every year, it looks like they're kind of on the precipice of doing that. And then for whatever reason, they don't get the job done. And then I look at previous years in exit interviews with media and everything like that. It just doesn't seem like the group is pissed off enough about what's taking place. Like they, they push the right message of, you know, staying positive because the series isn't over and that's true. But I think what the fan base and I think what some people want to see from the outside, even if they do show it on the inside, is that they give a you know what about what's going on. And when you listen to them talk after the game, it, it just kind of sounds like they don't really. So I, I don't know. I mean, if, if this ends the way we think it might end, then... I think the the rope for excuses is over and you finally have to change something major. I don't know if it's necessarily the GM head coach. I think you you might have to look at personnel and do what Florida did. They had that difficult question and they changed the makeup of their team after finishing with the best record in the regular season. And right now, that's proving to be a brilliant move. Yeah, that's actually an interesting point. They can look at the team beating them now as maybe the blueprint for what could come if they are eliminated. Uh, just quickly, as they look to keep the series alive, is there any update on if Ilya Samsonov will be a part of that? Yeah, so uh, Sheldon Key just wrapped up his media availability literally minutes before coming on here, and he did say that Samsonov is uh, feeling better and that he's scheduled for some tests and an MRI to determine the severity of it. But other than that, he didn't put a real timeline on it. Um, but if Samsonov's tests come back okay and, and he wants to play, I know Samsonov's a guy who likes to play hurt in that situation. If, if the chips are down and he wants to have the option, I'm sure he would take it. Uh, but they have reiterated their confidence in, in Joe Wall. And based on the sounds of it, it doesn't sound like Murray is going to be uh, the option in any of those cases, just given how long he's had a layoff here. But uh, Samsonov, it doesn't sound like he's going to be ready for game four, but I guess it's just going to depend on what the tests and the MRI reveal. Couple days off for the Leafs before game four, and their season will be on the line, and you're down there in Florida covering it like a blanket. David, appreciate your time today. <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. There you go. Big shout out to David Alter for hopping on the show with us. If you want to read more of his work or find more of his work, you can find him at D Alter on Twitter. Frank, our Ask DFO question today as we dig in to the inbox. Off the ice, there was some news over the weekend. The Rangers and head coach Gerard Gallant agreed to mutually part ways after the Rangers losing in round one. Uh, people want to know what's the latest on the Rangers. Yeah, so they're beginning their search, uh, as Chris Drury mentioned in a statement. And it just felt like there was a lot of stubbornness on the part of Gerard Gallant. I think that's severely limited his time frame in place at the number of his past positions, whether it was in Vegas or seemingly Florida before that, um, that he's obviously a successful coach, uh, one that has gotten a lot out of his players, but seems somewhat resistant to change. So 200 plus point seasons for the New York Rangers. There's a lot of teams that would love to have that type of year. Um, but 
uh, two series wins to show for it over those two years. Also something a lot of teams would like to have, uh, but in this case, uh, they move on. And I'm really curious to see what they do next because yeah. I think they do have a really talented, uh, smart coach uh, that's been working for them in Hartford the last number of years. Chris Knobloch, who has NHL experience as an assistant, uh, has been through and seen just about everything you can in pro hockey except for being an NHL head coach. He seems to be ready. Will they give him an opportunity or will they go with a more experienced coach? I've been arguing for weeks now, no matter what the opening is, in order to get the next John Cooper, to get the next Jared Bednar, you got to give someone a shot. They all started somewhere. So seems like Chris Knobloch is ready. We'll see if he's the guy. Yeah, you look at the eight teams remaining in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Three of them have first-time NHL head coaches behind their bench with Jay Woodcroft in Edmonton, Sheldon Keefe in Toronto, and Rod Brindamore in Carolina. The other five are retread, rehires. So it'll be interesting to see the direction that the New York Rangers go. Uh, let's get to tonight's slate one more time with my Batano Daily Bets. Brought to you by Batano.ca. The game starts now with Batano and Frank. I do not think that the Vegas Golden Knights are going to slow down the Edmonton Oilers tonight. And you know what? Even if they do slow them down a little bit and win the game, I still think Edmonton's offense can keep going. Even in the games they lose, they score a lot. Edmonton scored four in the first period. Their line for total goals at three and a half is paying minus 133 on Batano. I think Edmonton can score four again here tonight. Not a ton of value on them winning this game or anything like that, but I do think betting on them to score a lot is a safer play. So over three and a half at minus 133. And Leon Drysaddle, I mean, the guy has six goals in two games. You're going to give me minus 18, somewhat close to even money on him finding the back of the net once in this hockey game. I'm going to take that every single day of the week. I love Drysaddle minus 118 to score and the Oilers to get to at least four goals as a team. And you know what, Frank, even if people are there and feeling a little bit riskier, Drysaddle's plus 250 to score twice tonight. Would that intrigue you at all, Mr. Saravalli? Yeah, I would take that. I like those odds. Seems juicy. Give me a multi-goal game. Juicy. Yeah. Uh, maybe even Connor McDavid to do it again. It's still wild considering the production from Drysaddle that McDavid's odds are not as juicy. The book's still giving a ton of respect to number 97 who had a big game two against Vegas. Let's wrap up the show with a little garbage time, Frank. On draft lottery eve, you want to talk about, no, not Connor Bedard, but the number two pick. Yeah, all eyes will be on the draft lottery to see how this all shakes out. The ping pong balls will be pulled around 6.30. The show begins at 8 p.m. And as mentioned, I'll be sequestered in the NHL Network studios watching all that happens behind the scenes. But somewhere around 2 o'clock in the morning in Budapest, Hungary, is where Adam Fantilli will be as he's preparing for the World Hockey Championships with Team Canada. And you would think for the consensus number two overall pick, the guy who would be number one overall most years, he'd be sitting up nervously in his hotel room saying, hey, I got to find out where I'm going to spend the next number of years of my life. Instead, he told Ian Mendez from The Athletic, who is in Budapest, Hungary, I ain't setting an alarm. There's been some tough practices here, and I will just wake up in the morning and find out what happens. Love to see that sort of confidence and headspace from Adam Fantilli, a no doubt special player. So whoever is landing the number two pick in the 2023 NHL draft will have quite a player to add to their organization. I know he's not the number one prize. He's not the Connor McDavid, but 
if you end up with Jack Eichel or whatever the next comparison might be, still a pretty damn good player. So don't be sleeping on number two if your team falls short while Adam Fantilli's sleeping himself. And if you're the GM or representative for Anaheim, Columbus, Chicago, San Jose, Montreal, I maybe want you to just go Google Tim Murray draft lottery, and that's your outline for what not to say if you get the second overall pick. Uh, obviously, those infamous comments about being disappointed to be getting Jack Eichel. Uh, it was certainly something. Frank, you enjoy draft lottery, and I know that if you aren't answering my calls tonight, you're not just ignoring me. Uh, we'll chat again tomorrow on the show. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.